0: MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network.
1: This is John Silver, lead recruiter of... The Dark Order, and you are listening to All Things Elite.
0: Welcome to the 159th episode of Social Suplex's podcast about AEW. With a proclivity for positivity, welcome to all things elite. My name is Austin Sumwitz and I am the host of this lovely show. Joining with me, as always, is my good buddy and friend, Floyd Johnson Jr.
1: My man, how you doing? I am doing great. Uh, just coming back from uh, the Celebrity Fan Fest Uh, uh, it's called the superhero comic con and car show in San Antonio, Texas this weekend. And for the first time I got to knock off someone off my list, Mr. Dave Batista, uh, shocking to find out there's there, you know, there's a few wrestlers I haven't met and he's one of the few left that I had to meet. So, uh, got to meet Mr. Batista. He was very, very nice and engaging Uh, told me about a a, a buddy cop movie that he's shooting with Jason Momoa that's going to start next year. That was fun. That's the wrestling-related one. And then uh, I got to also meet Simu Lee. He played Shang-Chi in Marvel. Uh, I got to meet um, Ewan McGregor, Mr. (laughs) Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, That was the reason for the trip. Um, And I got to take Tiffany my friend Star Wars Tiffany. You might, some might know her as All Elite Tiffany once upon a time or the biggest Cody fan on Earth, Tiffany. Well, she's also a passionate, passionate Star Wars fan. And I was finding out, like, when I met her, that, you know, she's done a lot of wrestling stuff, but she had never really met any Star Wars people. Like, like any, you know? And, like, like Darth Maul was in my, uh, like just in my town, and I went and got uh, a, f- a pop for her sign, and that was her first pop, right? So, yeah, Tiffany can say her first Star Wars person that she met, got a picture with, was Obi Wan Kenobi, aka Ewan McGregor, who's also one of her favorite actors. He just, she he was one of her favorite actors before she even did Star Wars. So, uh, the fact that I got to make that happen, that was kind of cool. Uh She made a video about it. If you want to fi- uh, follow her at Star Wars Tiffany on Twitter, you could watch her YouTube video about her meeting Ewan McGregor. She's so much more passionate about the moment than I could ever be or convey. But it was cool to see the smile on her face, tears in her eyes. She was happy that she got to meet Ewan. That's why I do things for people because, you know, I like, I like that. You know, when, yeah. you know, you know uh from friends some of you may hate it some of you may watch it but there was this one episode where joey says there's no such thing as a selfless good deed like you get something out of it and i'm like i absolutely agree with that statement because i did that for my friend but what i got out of it is the smile on her face the joy that it brought her that made me happy and, you know, I got some of the joy from being able to do that, being able to be the reason that that happened. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely understand that. Uh, so that was really cool. Met Brandon Ruth, who was Superman the Superman Returns. Uh, he was also the Adam on CW shows. And if I had to say my number one fandom, it would be CW superhero shows. I'm talking about the Arrowverse. So for some of you, Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, I like to meet everybody, as many people as I can from the shows that I can and get pictures with them and get them to sign pops because that's that's what I love. Uh, so I got to meet him and I think that was that was it. I'm like, I'm like, was that it? Was that all five people? Do You know, I think so. I think that was it. I was, it was supposed to be five people. I got a lot of pop signed. Uh, Y'all, yeah, Haley Atwell. I forgot her. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Agent Carter, uh, Captain Carter. Uh, yeah. So I was able to get two Batista pop signs. So I got a Batista pop and a Drax pop sign. Then I got Captain Carter and Agent Carter signed by Haley Atwell. I got the Adam sign by Brandon Ruth, uh, or Ralph, I believe. I don't know. I've never understood how you pronounce it. Uh, then Shang-Chi, so he, of signed. And then Obi-Wan Kenobi. And they all look really, really good. I got them posted up in my room. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, Yeah, but, yeah, the the weekend was, the whole reason was Ewan. And then I I was so excited when they announced Batista because, again, I'd probably say there's about 15, maybe 20 wrestlers I've still yet to meet in any way, and Batista was one of them. And and I'm going to tell you, you get rewarded because – WrestleMania 30, the night after, or like, after WrestleMania 30. So we're walking home, and, you know, we had drank a little bit, uh, had a little food, all that good stuff. And um, we were walking down uh, in New Orleans. It wasn't Bourbon Street. It was, like, a street next to Bourbon Street because we were just sitting back to our room, and we saw Batista with a bunch of people, right? And in that moment, I could have rushed him. Oh, man, I could have got a picture. But I'm like, dude, that dude just worked. You know, he was just in matches all the night. He just put somebody over. He looks like he's with his friends. And I said, you know what? I'll meet him another time. And I kept walking. Right? I was one of, That's always been kind of my thing. I try not to bother people. But in that moment, I hadn't bothered them. And, and I hadn't met him. You know, like we were never in the same room or ever. I was like, God dang it. And it's just like, it'll eventually happen. Well, in this case how perfect can it be i'm already going to the show i'm taking my friend to see and mcgregor i'm very happy about that and then dave batista gets put in the spot where i get to meet him you know it's like i'm not gonna say it's like fate but it was like it was going to happen you know sometimes you have to just let things happen you know what i mean
0: absolutely yeah And that's definitely that's that's awesome in that how everything like that worked out But yeah, huge weekend for Floyd, of course, but we've got a lot to talk about from the week in AEW. Of course, we're heading into Quake on the Lake when you guys hear this, or Quake by the Lake. Um, And then we had a busy week last week with Battle of the Belts 3 taking place in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Shout out. Um, So, we got a lot to talk about, but before we get into everything, we've got to make sure you guys are downloading this fine show on Google or Apple Podcasts. And if you listen to us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasting preference, uh, please give us a share with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you wish. It really means the world to us. You can also leave a rating and a review to let us know how we are doing. But the easiest way for you guys to support us, if you don't want to go through that whole shebang, is to follow us on Twitter. We are at AT ATElitePod on Twitter. At Social Social Suplex are the guys who make this show possible. And they've got a bunch of other shows they got on their network. Uh, Check those out. You won't be disappointed. I am at Austin Sumowitz, S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z. And Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter. And the big news of the week is the fact that Quake by the Lake is coming very, very shortly. But also we got confirmation because last week's episode we were talking about the AEW video game reports that were coming out. And we have official like reports from the AEW video game Fight Forever. Um, we now know that the... Uh, cover art that was going around is the final cover art is what they have been using in the announcement trailers and in the promotion we know confirmation that it will be on next gen and current consoles including the switch and pc um and we also know about the match features and all the other stuff that was included in the video game um i can straight up say we now have uh, mixed tag mixed uh wrestling matches so for the first time i think in a video in a wrestling game in a very long time, if ever. Uh, intergender wrestling will be a thing. And the Exploding Barbed Wire Deathmatch and Unsanctioned Lights Out match is a thing that you can do. Um, there will be a career mode, and um, there's a ton of stuff that they were showcasing uh, in the game, including mini games, which was really interesting. Like, straight up, like, looks like they had a mode that was, like, Penta Says, where, like, Penta does, like button combinations that you got to repeat and then when you're at uh the jacksonville jaguar stadium and you're hitting wrestlers in baseballs it was really odd and i mean you know what if you give me good mini games to go with my wrestling game i'll take it but like at the end of the day the people that are like going after the mini games like this is a wrestling game at the end of the day i if the mini games suck i really don't care i just want the wrestling to be good in the game because that's really if you're making no mercy-esque wrestling I wanted to feel like No Mercy-esque wrestling. But Floyd, from you seeing the trailers and the gameplay and everything like that, like you being the non-gamer that you are, how did you think it looked?
1: It looked great. Super excited about it. Uh, I went ahead and pre-ordered it at the time that it was released. I'm waiting for it to come out. I mean, it would have had to be absolute dog shit probably for me not to order it. No, I, I thought it looked really good. This is their first time out. This is, uh, you know, Dukes and THQs, like, foray back into wrestling. And people are like, well, they got the same people. I'm like, they have some of the same people, you know. Some. Usually usually when, like, a a company stops making a game, a lot of those people go to wherever the next person are, go work for different places. So there's no way for you to know that they got everybody. But the game mechanics are going to be great. It's got Cody in it, you know what else can you say, Cody's actually in the game, Um, you know, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, and I plan on breaking down and talking about uh, the game as it comes closer, we're going on this show, 100%, we're going to get at least one copy away, I was, I have been debating on doing more, but we're going to at least give one pre-order copy away on the show, (laughs) we're going to me and Austin will figure out how we plan to give that copy away to one uh, one of our lucky listeners. Uh, I just, yeah, I'm, I can't be more excited about anything. I've been, I mean, and as much money as they put in this game, I mean, the final product is going to be great. And it's yeah. made by gamers. You know, that's the whole thing. It's made by gamers. And I think you can tell that with the mini games. You know what I mean? Like, I don't remember any wrestling games really having mini games inside of it that's a gamers touch.
0: the one thing i would i would say like the only mini game esque thing i would think of is like like the mini modes like when they had that used that old beat the streak mode and uh what was it 2k 15 i think it was or 2k 14 i fucking loved that mode and i wish that they kept using it because honestly it was a lot of fun and then when they did the million dollar tower in 2k 19 i thought that was great too um that was a blast just trying to get through that and beating it um so I like the mini modes and stuff like that. Like mini-games is gonna be really interesting because like I said, like when I think mini-games, I think Mario Party. And if you're giving me like Mario Party esque shit with my wrestlers, like that's a cool idea. I just want to see like how you executed it. Especially with the same engine that you're building your wrestling game around.
1: Yeah, and that's what I'm like. I'm that's what I'm like. I, I just want it to be like, let's say I don't care about mini games that I can just go on. A- Exactly. I'm a wrestler. You know, I love wrestling video games. That's what I love. So it's like I'm not trying to you know, I'm just gonna do my thing and, you know just do my gamer (laughs) thing and not worry about much else. So I'm really like I said, I'm really excited. I was going to be really excited. Uh it's been uh it's been a long time coming. You know, we've been talking about this game for a while and the fact that, you know, you talk about Arbery working on it, Cody working on it, Kenny working on it. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited it's coming. Same, yeah. I'll, I will probably have it
0: pre-ordered once I eventually bite the bullet and get an Xbox Series X to replace my dog shit Xbox One because I have been meaning to get rid of that thing very, very quickly, honestly.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm on I'm PS5 what day one day one i can't find that
0: thing day still one-ish. so i can i can yeah. still get it. i can i, I can go on to walmart.com you know, right now and get a series x i can't do that with a ps5 and at the end of the day the 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 fucking what's it called uh exclusives aren't enough for me to switch over plus i got my ps4 like less than 2 years ago
1: last year around this time i believe or was it yeah last year around this time they're like, "Oh yeah, by Christmas you'll just be able to go in the store and get a PS5." Nope. It is almost a year later, you still can't go in the store and get a PS5 because people are buying them and then trying to sell them for twice as much online. So it's like and PlayStation is doing everything they can to Almost a year, it's it's almost been 2 years. Yeah. yeah. PlayStation's been doing everything they can to try to keep people from uh doing that, but you know, there's there's only a certain amount you can do, so uh, mm-hmm. you know, like now, like I mean, if you own PlayStation 5, most of them are being sold in bundles now. And it's like, you got to buy exactly $100, you got to get all these accessories and probably games you don't want just to get a PlayStation drive So, which
0: no, because again, like I said, I got my Xbox One around like within the first year of the console being around. So, this thing is older than dirt, and so I've been meaning to get rid of it because it's just. It's worthless, and plus, I can still use all my controllers. Like my controllers still work for the Series X. That's the best part about it. So I don't have to replace controllers. All my games are back. Like it's it's it works. It's, it fits way more for what I need. Honestly,
1: absolutely. So I'm mean, yeah, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad that it, I'm glad that you have what you need. Uh, but yeah, uh, Madden is the game. My next game. I know. I know. It comes out it's out next Monday. It comes out. Yeah, out next. Well, it comes out Monday at 11 p.m. Eastern. If you get the stupid, hey, this is, hey, I need this one. You know what I mean? Oh yeah,
0: like like two K- NBA two K is with your their 150 dollars version.
1: Yes, I am. Um, yeah, I got the uh, I got the super version, so I could uh, I play see it. Let's play it on Tuesday night because yeah, I uh, I got to take the Detroit Lions to the Super Bowl. So. Do it. Have have fucking Aiden
0: Hutchinson eat motherfuckers while singing Billy Jean.
1: Yes. So yeah, that's uh yeah. That, a, a, I just like I love the young talent you had on it. I mean like people were like, Can they be the next Cincinnati Bengals? And I'm like Oh yeah.
0: Sure?
1: <laughs> I'm
0: like, sure. I, we might I, need to figure out a quarterback situation, but I would like to see what golf does. But regardless, we're getting very much off track here, yes, I feel yeah. like. We talked so about games,
1: so, you know. I mean,
0: yeah, we were talking about AEW video games, and then we got into Madden. I'm just like, all right, hang on. All right. Uh, but let's get into AEW Dynamite taking place from Columbus, Ohio, in the the Ohio State uh, fucking bullshit-ass basketball court fucking shithole. Uh, <laughs> we opened up with Jay Lethal going one-on-one with freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy, um, and we had Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt at ringside. Um there was a great work of constantly working at the leg of Orange Cassidy in this match. He was selling it really well. I loved how um, o- Orange was being uh, his typical uh, snark—not not snark, but like when he was in the corner and he was posing, uh, I, like on the side. I loved that. Um, Jay was really working the leg and working hard on like bringing him down to the point where he couldn't get up to do the Orange punch. Um, He was able to hit him with the uh, beach break, but it wouldn't be enough. And regardless, after uh, he couldn't hit the beach break, he went for the orange punch, dodged it. And then uh, uh, Lethal proceeded to just kick Orange's leg uh, as he was uh, coming down from it. And then that's when he was able to hit the lethal injection. You're not kicking out of that. And Orange Cassidy takes the loss. Jay Lethal gets the big win. And that's when uh, Sanjay and them come in celebrating. They're beating up on him. And then they come after Wardlow since he got in our business uh, on Rampage during Fight for the Fallen Weekend. And moving from that point, he was like, listen, if you're listening, you might want to come out because I'm going to put the figure four on Orange Cassidy and break your new friend's leg. TNT champion Wardlow comes out and they – Announced Battle of the Bells 3, put that title online, and um And Wardlow says, Columbus, welcome to world, Wardlow's world. And uh, I don't care what time, what city, the end is that Wardlow's going to whoop you.
1: Yes, and Wardlow is from Ohio. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's Ohio's very own Wardlow, the war dog. And I was a very good challenger for... I know he's not the first challenger, but that's a very good challenger for Wardlow. Yeah. yeah I, I like... How Jay Lethal's being used. I like how Satnam Singh is being used. I think that little group has been perfectly booked for what Jay Lethal and what brings to it, and I think they've, you know, kept Satnam Singh very safe, and I like that.
0: Yeah, no, I think they've done a good job with him so far as TNT champion.
1: Orange Cassidy puts on, you know, another great match. Oh,
0: that's nothing. That's nothing out of the ordinary for him.
1: Like, dude, if you're gonna do, I would love, like, at the end of the year, we might have to. I don't want to do like a full blown award show, but I would love to do a AEW MVP, and I think Orange Cassidy should uh, get a lot of votes because he he would get a lot, I bet, because you put him in any position and he delivers. Put him in any opponent any style of match orange Cassidy delivers every time
0: yeah I love that too I love that he's so reliable in that regard but yeah no I I think this was a good match announcement for battle of the belts um and we moved on to the return of the undisputed elite we had Adam Cole Bobby Fish Kyle O'Reilly and the young bucks come out and Adam Cole was feeling so good to be back in the ring Said it was. Be- he was very happy that he was back in the ring with his friends. But unfortunately, he's still not medically cleared. Um, but he was thinking a- about a lot over the time he was uh, resting and nursing his injury. He's like things we could work on and stuff like that. He's like it's not just great leadership that makes a faction. It's chemistry. We have that in Spade, but it's also talent and most importantly, it's loyalty. Fighting. Alongside your brothers no matter what. And we have that too. Because I came to AEW because of the Young Bucks. And I've traveled around the globe with Kyle and Bobby. Loyalty is everything. And then he's like, which brings us to this Trios Championship Tournament. And he said, Matt, Nick, there was nothing I would love more than for the Undisputed Elite to be the winners of this tournament. But if I'm not medically cleared and Kyle's not medically cleared, Bucks, if you're not choosing Bobby to be your partner, you you guys – can't do the tournament and he's like you know sorry sorry i'm not using my words correctly what i meant to say was you won't be physically capable of competing in this tournament and then that's when red dragon goes after the young bucks and they start beating him down cole super kicks one of the one of the bucks and they cut to the crowd and this kid is in fucking agony watching this he is distraught. And I saw that and I was like, oh my god. They got him so good. And they were about to have uh, Matt Jackson get hit with a steel chair and uh, he was going to go, Adam was going to jump off of the top turnbuckle to hit him with, on the chair and Hangman Adam Page comes off and he chases him off of the metal pipe and Turning around to uh his head, he sees uh Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson, and Hangman's looking and he offers his hand to Matt and Matt shakes his hand, they walk away, and then people are like, Are the elite back? Are the Hung Bucks back? Is this who we may be seeing going forward in that trios tournament? And this was an awesome segment like got people completely off guard no one saw it coming i thought it was an outstanding moment um yeah that that kid crying man i saw that and i was just like oh we got a good one here like they we got this kid good and like the crowd was got hands on their heads i loved it i was loving the reactions to it and adam scream adam screaming at the young bucks you don't think i forgot and i'm just like oh my god he remembered the poison monster I'm like, we're going all the way back to being the elite. Like, oh, let's fucking go. I was like, there's, no, I knew there was no way that he remembered being, he didn't remember being killed by them. I was like, I knew it. I fucking knew it.
1: That was an awesome segment. Uh, the, the highlight of the segment in my world is the stylishness of that man that we call Hangman in the butterfly jeans yeah he had butterflies all over his jeans how how confident how how masculine do you have to be to be able to come down to the ring and be ready to beat someone up with a pipe with butterflies on your jeans come on man that's that's confidence right there like butterflies no oh yeah uh, adam cole turning on you is pretty much like grass being green and you know the sky being blue and air you needing air to breathe Adam Cole's gonna eventually beat you up. That's just what he does. He beat the Young Bucks up. We all felt like the elite versus the undisputed elite was a thing that we were gonna get and hopefully we can get that sooner rather than later. Unfortunately, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly are not cleared, so we're not gonna get that six man at at all out. But if we if they are in the six man tournament I'm pretty sure they're going to be there, and I'm looking forward to it because, you know, the Hung Bucks. It's the the Hung Bucks. That's what yeah. they call No, I am very excited for what this means because as fun as it was for Young Bucks and Adam Cole and all of them getting along, I think it's going to be way more Funner. Uh yep. I'm gonna use the word funner, because that's how fun it's gonna be. <laughs> the elite versus the undisputed elite, trying to beat the shit out of each other, probably for the next three months. You know what? I can see it ending in a stadium stampede. I don't care. I'm, I'm excited. Let's go. Let's. Oh here. yeah. Go.
0: It's, it's, I'm. Yeah, the I'm. T- I'm jacked about this, dude. Especially because I know this trios tournament is gonna be outstanding, and like, I'm so. Ga- I'm so gassed about it. Um, we moved on with a backstage interview with the interim AEW world champion, John Moxley, with uh, him talking about, I really don't care who wins tonight in the main event for between Jericho and Wheeler Yuta. It's like, it's not a stock answer. I don't care. It's like, when that bell rings, I have no respect for nobody. He's like, when I get in the ring, I'm trying to hurt you. I'm not, I won't stop until someone goes to the hospital, even if it's me. And he's like, listen, when the BCC is all said and done, we're going to make the Heart Dungeon look like a daycare. He's like, whoever wins tonight, they better be ready to step in the ring with me. And when they do, this ain't a game. Well, I was like, hell of a segment. Loved it. And uh, the, the use of the Heart Dungeon reference again, it's like, well, I wonder who's winning this match.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, Mox is straightforward. And Mox is, he's, well, he's what's good for the world title. He, to me, is how you book a face champion. Absolutely. He is just like, I don't care who it is. I don't care what it was. I am going to fight you. I might lose. I might lose. But guess what? You are going to feel the pain because you have to fight me. And it's going to take a lot to beat me. And I love that about Mox. I love his uh, uh, promos. They're predictable. But he delivers them in such a way... That no one else could do Mox promos the way Mox does his promos. Oh, yeah. No, no one
0: could do it like him. We then had uh Christian Cage almost get run over by Jungle Boy in an SUV. So that was a thing. And um, he wasn't scheduled to be there. So it was, again, uh Jungle Boy wants to get his hands on Christian. Kept that going for like a nice little backstage thing. I like that they used it without using like another like long-outwendish thing. It's like it's cool to just have like little bits and pieces like to keep these things like in people's minds. Um and then we moved on to the women's tag match between Britt Baker and Jamie Hater versus Thunderstorm with uh Women's Champion Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. Love that these girls got to go on like like earlier in the show honestly i liked how they didn't like set it up just to be the penultimate match to the main event uh crowd got really into this match when they were just going back and forth um and um uh, they were just consistently like jumping off and hitting ddt's and jamie Hayter was getting involved and getting a ton of things to do as well um crowd was really digging this one so i was very happy to see that tony storm uh Tried to uh, go through and hit Baker, uh, but um, Thunder Rosa was pulled down, and then Tony Storm accidentally goes into uh, uh, Thunder Rosa. Jamie Hader quickly goes in on Tony Storm and gets the pinfall. Huge win for her, and then it would also build to her getting the uh, women's championship match on Bell on uh, Battle of the Belts three against Thunder Rosa. So Jamie Hader getting a ton of use, and I would love seeing it because I think she's really good, and I think she's got a lot to offer. Um, it's good, just uh, nice to see some of, uh, uh, like, some, like, someone like someone like relate like working with Britt Baker, getting stuff to do too, besides just being valets for Britt Baker. So I thought that was cool.
1: Yes. Yeah, so this match, I have given a shit to Mister TK for uh, placement of women's matches. This was the perfect place for this match. It allowed it to get to to make the most of the 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 crowd being highlighted and you know everybody was in the everybody was into jamie thunder and tony it was just a very exciting match where you know it would just seemed like the crowd was into it they actually did work a pace that was you know more you know the AEW style and i think everyone i think all of that came together to make a really good match and i just loved how much energy and noise was coming from the crowd because that's the kind of support that you got to give the women and women's wrestling on these shows. You like you got to make noise for them, but as it's like you can help them by putting them in a good spot and this was a good spot.
0: Yeah, it was a great position for the girls to yeah. My mic is just being ridiculous. It was a great position for the girls to really get the chance to shine. They got to work a lot faster and got to move and let things grow a lot more. And the crowd really got to be invested in everything. Um, Loved it. Every girl shined in that match. We had a little uh, video package about Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti and how they are officially in Paris and they are getting married. Uh, And the Instagram pictures are all over if you Didn't notice him. They were blasted all over social media. Couldn't... Can you believe it? Um, And then Eddie Kingston's like, why don't I get TV time? Like, these two are getting their video package and, like, all this shit. I can't get in the ring and do a promo? Or what what the fuck's going on? He's just like, Sammy, congratulations. Nobody cares. And, like, you have a receipt coming for you. So sign the contract for the match. I'll see you at the pay-per-view. So Sammy Guevara and... Uh, uh, Eddie Kingston is being pushed for all out and that will be a match that I think is just going to be pretty fucking violent because Eddie's going to want to fucking throw haymakers and then Sammy's going to do some crazy jump off shit and like probably almost kill himself in the process but you know what it'll be a crazy good match um, but no in all seriousness I think these two have the chance to be like a really like, like underbooked but like like, shining match on that card uh, that we've seen, like, at least from the stuff that's been announced for All Out uh, going forward.
1: So, uh, Eddie has been used in a lot of different positions in this company. Uh, I think this position is to help uh, Sammy kind of get back over. Because Sammy was over and then the whole tie thing happened and it seemed like it hurt him. So, I think this is going to get Sammy in a position to get back over again. Uh Eddie again uh when he, when you look at it, he no one cuts a promo like him, no one makes you care like him, no one makes you feel as intense as he does. No, no one can sell a fight like Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston's going to mess Sammy Guevara up. You know, that's what I'm like. Sammy Guevara might win, but Eddie Kingston's going to mess him up. And no, Eddie Kingston doesn't care about it. He did care about weddings. He doesn't care about the sports entertainment stuff. He doesn't care about advertising. He cares about fighting, and I love it. Also, shout out to Sammy and uh, Ty. All the wedding pics and the videos and everybody dancing. Looks like everybody had a good time in celebrating their love. So congrats to the uh, couple. And you know what your wedding gift is from Tony Khan? You get to fight the craziest guy on the roster. Yeah. 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 Congrats. Congrats. (laughs) Because no one puts on a 10-minute match like Eddie Kingston because it's like the most physical 10-minute match you've ever seen. So I'm really looking forward to Eddie and and Sammy because their styles are so different. I mean, we're going to break it down as we get closer to All Out. But man, just like a pre break now, yeah, stylistically this should be fun.
0: Oh, absolutely. And in the sense of like Sammy getting back over, I think it more so will just get Sammy like more time too. because again, like I said, Sammy's a better heel than he than he is a face at this point in time. And I think just working against one of the most beloved baby faces in Eddie, like he's gonna have so much to work off of, I feel like, in this match. So Sammy, I think, can really do a lot to shine in this feud. So I'm I'm excited for it. Um, we had a quick little mention from the broadcast booth about what happened with Team Taz with the powerhouse Hobbs turn. And before Hobbs had his match against Ren Jones, Taz straight up said, like, I have not had contact with these guys. They don't like, – nobody, like, nobody's been – like, the communication's not there. He's like, listen, Team Taz is no more. Like, I uh, wish nothing but the best for all three of those guys. But at this point right now, like, I got no – control over these guys they're gonna do what they want to do that's cool but like team taz isn't a thing which yeah pretty much you got that inclination once ricky beat the sh- got his shit rocked by uh powerhouse hobbs so we moved into the ren jones and powerhouse hobbs match hobbs got the quick win starks f- flew into the ring to try f- flew so fast cameraman couldn't keep up with him and he starts brawling with Hobbs, and then he gets hit with a vicious spine buster. And then Hobbs just like, fuck out of here, and then just gets out of the ring. Um, so Ricky wants to get revenge, got slammed. He's going to have to try a different tactic this time around. So,
1: yeah, I, this I, was what it was. I love the Team Taz thing. I love that he ended Team Taz. There was not, they didn't just go away. Taz addressed it. It's over. We're not doing this anymore. You know, everybody's individual. Even my son's not Team Tass anymore. No, yeah. It's just done. It was always kind of convoluted with him being uh, the main color guy and having a faction. So yes. now we got more of a ter- separation of, you know, the church and state kind of thing. And then he can just be like calling it down the middle. He lo- has love for Ricky. He has love for Will. Of course, he has love for his son but uh yeah it's just gonna be like he's gonna let these grown men handle their shit he like and he's gonna step away and let them let them handle their shit so that was cool and then will hobbs he's as physically impressive as he's ever been Uh, i feel like his presentation and over the last few months his presentation he gets the gimmick he get what it is he's like this aggressive just mean dude and him and Ricky Starks are gonna be a perfect type of uh, the, the, gonna be a perfect uh type of uh, fi- uh you know, violence because wrestling is better when it's personal. And we've been had them together over a year, going for tag team titles. Will's always had Ricky's back. Ricky's always had Will's back. And now Will's out on his own. Big old dude, just messing people up. I got a feeling. I'm just gonna say this. We've seen Stokely give his card to two people. I think Will Hobbs might be the next person to get Stokely's card.
0: Oh, yeah, that's going to be a thing for sure. Um, we then had Darby Allen, uh teasing the coffin match for against Brody King at uh, Quake by the Lake. And he's tattooing his hand with uh, Brody King, like, like, your coffin will be made or something along the lines of that. And he... Um, straight up is just like Brody you asked for this match um and yeah like the, that little moment I think was a cool little uh, backstage segment I' was surprised we haven't seen more of those honestly from Darby I mean he d- used to do them all the time and like we just kind of saw less and less and less of them which I mean that's kind of how Darby got his character like really over so I would have thought you would have kept that part of him but regardless it was nice to see it back um but yeah that teased the coffin match um
1: yeah um yeah this was really cool this was darby in essence this is uh you know when you you think of wrestling as art sometimes i think one of the people of best conveying wrestling as an art is darby allen uh his character his character matches you know his promos matches his wrestling style everything is seamlessly seamless and go together the idea that he would get your coffin tattooed on him. I mean, that's Darby. It's like, it might come off cheesy with someone else, right? But Darby, it works. He has made it work. It's like The Undertaker being the wrestling zombie, right? It was like, no, you know, a wrestling zombie shouldn't work, but Undertaker made it work. And I feel like with Darby's character and who he is, that's what he uniquely makes it work it's like you could cast someone else as what he's doing and people would be like this shit is stupid get it off my tv but when darby does it he does it with the intensity he does it with the passion he does it with the believability that it just works
0: yeah it really does and i think it's um it's gonna be exciting to see that match uh on dynamite this week we then had Christian cage versus Matt Hardy and it was, uh, I believe we've seen this match actually a little while ago. Um, but this was involved with when Christian and Matt Hardy were, were getting into beef, uh, over the jungle boy feud. And, um, yeah, I mean like you, you, you knew what you were getting with these guys together. They did a good match. Um, I thought this was, uh, a lot of fun as he was, uh, uh Christian cage was able to get the win, um, after, uh, Uh, Matt Hardy tried to hit an elbow drop through a table. Didn't work. And that's when he was able to get the kill switch to get the win. Um, It was a cool little moment there. And then Christian then was going to hit him with a concerto. And then that's when uh, Jungle Boy uh, jumps into the ring. And then Christian once again runs through the crowd, not wanting to deal with Jungle Boy. Um, And uh, that was when Luchasaurus was coming up the ramp. And uh, that's when Jungle Boy was like showed up in the ring so yeah uh, i thought this was good and um yeah it's more of what you expect from these two guys two veterans who have done this for so long and they're just really good at this
1: yeah um matt hardy's reached the point in my life that if i never see him wrestle again i'll be okay um (laughs) i love christian i love this christian thing it just felt like anybody else could have you know this match could have worked with anyone else it's like I don't dislike Matt Harding. I want to make that clear. It's just Yeah, it's just like at some point, you know, you you got the shortstop, they can't get down for the grounder anymore, and it's just like like we can find a better role for you. And I feel like there's a better role in AEW for Matt Harding right now.
0: I mean, yeah, again, it's a weird situation
1: considering uh
0: the Jeff the Jeff uh thing in the room. Absolutely. But-
1: Absolutely. I, absolutely. I understand what they're doing. I understand why they're using him this way, but I just feel like there's a better role for him. I don't know what it is. I'm not, I'm not the booker. I'm not TK. I've never done this for a living, but I feel like there's a better role for Matt Hardy.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll 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 see um, where this goes because now that Jungle Boy is back on TV, I feel like we're gonna probably see him maybe move into a different position because I don't know what you do with him at this point right now. Um, but moving on from that, Daniel Garcia talking about how he wants to beat uh, Brian Danielson and slay the dragon again since he called himself the Dragon Slayer is his being his biggest win against. Uh, in AEW history he says, whenever you're ready to come back from your little injury, I'll slay you again. So Garcia, once again, getting another backstage segment, they've been using him consistently. And you see a lot of belief in Daniel Garcia. And I'm, I, I dig what he's been doing recently. He's been really good. Um, and I'm excited to see what he does after that. But then we had, speaking of Stokely Hathaway from earlier, Ethan page was screaming about how he deserves better and how, why am I not featured on TV every week? This is bullshit. And then people were cheering for him. He's like, why would you guys cheer? He's like, well, my T-shirt goes on sale. You guys aren't buying my shirts. You're getting an Orange Cassidy, a CM Punk shirt. You don't have my back. And every single week I'm not on TV, this company is leaving money on the table. And Stokely is just standing in the ring eventually once he walks out. And he just looks around, like, as Ethan Page turns around and sees him, Stokely's like, what are you doing? And he, they start screaming, and then Stokely just slowly reaches in his hand, gets his business card, hands it to Ethan Page. Page looks at it, and he smiles, and then that's when he, after he whispers in his ear, he walks out with Stokely Hathaway. I love this little, uh, this little group of people that Stokely is signing. I think it's really cool, and I'm excited to see who else he decides to go for.
1: I love Ethan Page. I've, oh, I did too. Yeah, I've said long ago that Ethan Page is money. I said if I started a wrestling company and I wanted a head heel to be my lead person in the company, it would be an Ethan Page. I said uh, Impact was like stupid for never putting the world title on Ethan Page because he has the look. The dude is amazing on the mic. He is great in the ring. He has no weaknesses. But somehow he's not the guy, ever the guy. And I think it's time for him to get elevated in AEW. And I'm hoping this partnership with Stokely is what gets him elevated.
0: Yeah, I hope so too. We then had uh, the JAS talking about uh, the Chris Jericho uh, match. uh, uh, the Chris Jericho possibly getting his... uh, chance at the aw world championship again and then anna j wanted to just scream and just put an aw crew member in a chokehold which was pretty funny um so it was just a, uh, a situation where they just kept that going on um and then we had the tag team dumpster match between the acclaimed and the gun club and the gun club uh proceeded to walk out and then uh they jumped them immediately. And then that's when, uh, after they jumped the gun club from the start, that's when they threw their wrap on again. And, uh, <laughs> Max Caster says the bar, we're going to make you retire like Vince McMahon and send the world in a tizzy. And that was quite funny to see that he like did that and got everyone so riled up about it. I thought that was great. Um, and then these two, like, tons of garbage stuff that they threw at each other from the, from the dumpsters, um, suplexes onto trash cans and, uh, power and sheets being brought out and all this types of stuff. Eventually, um, Austin Gunn was, uh, climbed up to the tunnel and was gonna jump off it onto a table, but then Max Caster, uh, climbs up after Anthony Bowens proceeds to knock Colton out of there. I mean, uh, and, uh... Max Caster uh, proceeds to throw Austin into the dumpster from the top of the state of the of the of the entrance uh, gate, and then Bo- Bowens puts Colton on the table. Mike drop through the table. They both get through, put through the uh, dumpster, tied, close the lid, shut it, and then that's when they decided we're gonna push this goddamn dumpster off of the fucking stage, like full on. Uh, New Age Outlaw style. Good God, there's people in there. What the hell is so great about that? Um, took a little while for them to get it lined up, but eventually they pushed it over and it gave a great effect. Uh, it looked it 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 sold. They sold it pretty well. I felt like.
1: Yeah, I, I you know, I'm gonna nitpick. It's, hills are supposed to do what they did. Yeah, but I
0: mean. That's yeah kinda,
1: it's kind of messed up but again
0: people people were cheering uh when the new age outlaws did it too like all those years ago
1: yeah because new york age outlaws were hills though they were supposed to go too far Their places faces like just supposed to win i don't know uh, john
0: thought- cena literally like we're gonna talk about your your boy batista john cena literally in his i quit match with batista had him on the car it was gonna throw him off of the car with the AA. He says, I quit. John Cena says, fuck it. I have you up here. I'm going to throw you off anyway. That's not a situation where it's like...
1: John Cena was the devil, though. He was actually a heel. Most people didn't realize that. that. Oh, come on. I, I booed him every time he came out. He sure, I did, too. Uh, listen, I yeah, did, too. Yeah. But let, that's, let's not let's
0: not forget yeah. that that is a thing. And he did the same thing in his I Quit match against JBL. Same thing. He same was, thing.
1: He was a heel to me. John Cena was always the heel. I was always rooting for the other guy. But, but. I, get, I get your point in what you're saying. I thought this match was solid. I love how me featured those four uh max has always been uh max has always been good on the mic and he was a heel so it was like they needed something to turn them face here insert the gun club the ass boys that's this was the completion of their face turn and i think i honestly do think this was a bit of an elevation for the acclaimed and i think they'll be heading towards that tag team. I don't know if they're going to win the gold, but they're I think they're going to be a challenger or something.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I think I think I think I can agree in that regard too. Um and then we'll move now to the main event of Dynamite, Chris Jericho versus the ROH Pure Champion Wheeler Yuta. These two did a really fucking good job. Like really good main event. They, Yuta is so fucking good. Like, I dig this shit out of Yuta. I think he's done great stuff. Um, I loved how he just hit German suplexes repeatedly. Um, but when he uh, tried to uh, get the pinfall after he couldn't get the kick out, couldn't get the three count, Jericho countered with the, the walls. Um, and then the fact that Jericho won with the lion tamer was awesome, and Jericho literally said you unleashed the demon after you won the match. He's like, you won't open Pandora's box. You want Lionheart? You got it, but I'm going to stretch the shit out of you. Uh, yeah, great main event match, honestly. They, they got a ton of time to work with it and Yuta just really had a lot to work off of this too, and Jericho looked great too. He looked awesome. I thought he did great, and it was great when he was able to get the win. Uh, tries to get the bat. Aubrey yanks it away and then hits a low blow on yuda to be able to get the line tamer so yuda still looks great honestly and again it's a situation where it's like yeah cheat to get the win like you don't have to have clean finishes all the time even if the ref doesn't see it um yeah i thought this was a great main event to this show
1: is it crazy that i like Willie yuda's matches when he lo- loses more than when he wins
0: i mean that's I, just. I feel like that's just babyface uh, fatigue. Sometimes where it's just like no, you want to see them suffer.
1: No, it's just like his match just with Moxley. Oh my god, where he lost. Oh my god, and then his matches with Brian Danielson when he lost, and now he had his match with Chris Jericho. Like my, my favorite Willa Uda matches are when he loses because it's just like he gets so close and he looks so fiery, and I'm like oh, my God, this kid's going to be a world champion so soon. And then when he wins, they're all, like, really good matches, but I just I don't feel the thing. I think he does need a good finisher. Yuta,
0: yeah. I mean, again, you see you see um, all of the BCC continuing doing the hammer and anvil el- amb- and amb- elbows and stuff like that to
1: but they all tie them the, all together.
0: They but they have- still, yeah, like, Claudio has the recolab bomb and then Moxley has the paradigm shift or the bulldog choke, and then Danielson has his running knee or the yes lock um,
1: Oh, yeah, RIP, Judo Jean LaBelle. He passed away tonight. Oh, man. Yeah, he was it, eventually, you remember, Brian Danielson's finisher was called the LaBelle lock. LaBelle uh, lock, yes. And it was after Judo Jean LaBelle. He's also, like, the Judo jiu-jitsu coach for... Both Ronda Rousey and his mother—if that tells you how long he's doing it—I looked up some stuff today. He's a tenth degree uh, black belt in Ju uh, in Judo and a tenth degree uh, ninth degree black belt in Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, well, it was a red belt in Judo. Like, literally, you don't get higher than what he accomplished. And uh, interesting fact: as we move back to wrestling. Is that his character, if you've ever seen the movie uh once upon a time in Hollywood, you know Brad Pitt's character mm-hmm that's that was based off of judo Jean LaBelle.
0: that's yeah, all right, damn
1: yeah, I just thought that was an interesting fact, and we, you know we talked about Brian Daniels' and furniture, but back to Willow Utah, this dude is an amazing match machine, you know, like he's had a hell of a twenty twenty two like, if you look at his matches against Garcia, Daniels, Mox, now Jericho, is Willi Utah capable of having a bad match? I don't think he is. I, I mean, it's like the more he wrestles, the more perfect he is for the uh, Black Bull Combat Club. His style is evolving to even be more perfect for the Black Bull Combat Club. He gets the assignment, as they say, and it was a perfect buildup. For Jericho versus Mox. You got to see the more vicious side of Jericho. And that brought out Mox. And now we get the Quake at the lake. Jericho versus Mox. And I will say, I don't see any reason Jericho can't win this match. Sure.
0: Like again, yeah, there's absolutely that he could do it. I'm like again, I don't know. You're gonna have to It's it's still a toss up. I feel like, but I think there's still reason to believe that he could win.
1: You don't have a main event for All Ally. We're less than a month away. We don't have a main event. Uh, You know, Jericho versus anyone could be a main event. Jericho's still a headliner. He still moves tickets. Uh, You know, Mox versus anyone in the main event could work. So we're, we, we're wide open as far as the card goes. So it's like you get those people who are like, oh, yeah, Jer- Mox's not going to lose. I'm like, why not? I mean, Mox isn't supposed to be the champion right now anyway. And, like, this is one of those times, you're like, you're like, for the first few years, you felt like every champion was laid out in AEW. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really feel like that right now. So there you go.
0: Yeah, there you go. But anyways, that is AEW Dynamite from last week. We'll move over to Rampage. But real quick, we, of course, weren't able to talk about this uh, because it, air- it this news came out right after uh, we put last week's show up, was the fact that this Rampage was uh, talking about the debut of Madison Rain, who um, we'll get to her segment. But she was added to... Coach the women's division along with all the changes to the expansion of talent relations and development teams um so they did a whole bunch of stuff changed there and everything like that
1: it, yeah, um, it, it's some people that were already in roles they yeah. their roles were expanded uh we got a liaison between the uh the uh talent and like uh talent and um the, you know the storyline people or yeah. creative in the talent to let them better know when they're going to be used, how they're going to be used. And just so everyone knows their position. It's like a big problem that was brewing reported when AEW was communication. It looks like every change that was made was to, for that point, to improve communication. It's like, hey, we're doing all this well, but this is one thing we're clearly bad at. We're clearly weak at. And they went, that's the whole thing. TK listens. He uh, got that fixed. Women's division, they don't feel like they're put in the right position, booked right. Madison Rain uh, worked in Impact. A lot of people, as far as the best American women's wrestling, in it, it was in Impact. The best storytelling, oh yeah, women is in Impact. So you bring someone from Impact to hopefully uh, bring some uh, much-needed, uh, you know, variety to women. That's the word yeah. I'm looking for: variety to the women's division different kind of storylines, different type of help them put together the matches. I think Madison rain is a much needed addition and a much uh, welcomed addition. I won't say needed, but welcome addition to the AEW roster. I am looking forward to all the changes and hopefully it fixing some things with communication.
0: Yeah, but, absolutely. I thought, like I said, that was the big, that was the big one. Honestly, was the fact that Madison rain was brought in for women's coaching and also that she'll be an active wrestler. Um, and yeah, they, the expansion, they addressed it. Yes, communication is a problem. Hopefully these new expansions of like, yeah, these are the rules will stop that from happening. But moving into Rampage taking place from Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, we had the AEW Interim World Title Eliminator match opening things up with Mance Warner. Mance Warner is all of a sudden on AEW television going up against the champion John Moxley gotta say was not expecting to see mance warner i was just like oh really czw we're getting czw's Mac- mace warner on here i was
1: just like that's fucking crazy so, so how did you you did it, uh did you see how he got the title shot i did not know there was a bunkhouse battle royal at rick flair's last match that's mance right there was yeah you know what now i remember that yeah he got the match against moxley because of it and you know mance warner is one of those people I have never really, I haven't watched a lot of his matches. I never understood his character. And I feel like after Rampage, I do get it. And he cut an amazing promo after his match. Yeah. And I actually understand what he's going with. Yeah, and I thought these two did great.
0: Um, I know there was a lot of jokes going on about Moxley bleeding all the time. And I'm like, he's going up against a former CZW wrestler. What the fuck do you think is going to happen?
1: Yeah, like, man, yeah, it was. I mean, I mean, Mox is a wasn't Mox CZW too? Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, so super violent, bloody match that that was that was uh on the uh on the menu tonight on AEW's mm-hmm. wrestling, and you definitely got that. You got uh, you got, you, you got a perfectly cooked, uh, mm-hmm. bloody, violent match with uh, Mox pulling out the win with the bulldog choke, right? Uh huh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's more of his mar- uh, finisher than the Paradigm Shift now.
0: I think he likes it way more, honestly, because Paradigm Shift, regardless, is just, like, it's 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 still, like, again, his he uses it a ton. But at the same time, though, considering that, like, it's a better transition, I think, from him doing those elbows.
1: Yeah, it, and it fits more with the BCC, and it's very violent. Yeah, it's it very is. It's very violent. It's just, like... If you're in a fight, like the bulldog choke is a move that could be used in a real fight. You know what I mean? Absolute, like, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you grab the headlock and you just pull back. And it's just like, if you're using your weight and you have yourself positioned, there ain't a lot the dude can do. You know, I love it as a move. I love it as this, especially when you have someone bleeding. And now you're they're bleeding out their head. Now you're cutting off the oxygen to their brain. That's a great way to put someone out
0: it is yes um there was a backstage interview with ricky starks um after he was the talk about and talk about after he was attacked by hobbs however qt marshall in the factory introduces themselves and be like listen we'll offer you protection so you won't get blindsided stark said no and then just shoved his way past so qt and his boys are going to fuck with him i think so that'll be fun yeah, yeah. um uh, and then we had Kanosuke Takeshita going up against Ryan Nemeth, a nice little match for him to be able to get the uh, a nice little win before his match against Claudio. Um, so, yeah, this was a cool – this was what it was. You know, like, pr- pretty Peter Avalon tried to get involved a little bit. Uh didn't really go well for him. And, yeah, Hollywood Hunk gets pinned by K-t- Takeshita. Yeah. I think that was pretty much much to say about
1: that. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was – Hey, like, Takeshda is still a uh, violent badass, and Takeshda is, so that's what this match was for.
0: Exactly. Then uh, Orange Cassidy was interviewed with the best friends, and they said that they are best when they're trios, and they suggested competing for those trios championships. Hell yes. Love it. And then Madison Rain, uh had her ma- her first match in AEW against Layla Gray, and yeah. I think she did great. Um, I thought she had uh, a lot of work uh, that she did against Layla that went really well. Um, And uh, after the match was over, Jade Cargo comes out and says uh, how it's hard to find good help these days. I should have handled you myself. He's like, I'm big on charity. I have an open challenge on Dynamite. So, Madison, I would love for you to show up and then get your ass beat. And then, you know what, take a couple of days off after that. Kira Hogan then tries to sneak into her, Doesn't go well. She gets cross reigned. And, yeah, Madison reign versus uh, Jade Cargill. That would be a fun match. So, so I don't I...
1: watch Impact Wrestling a lot. So, she hit the move, and it was called the cross-rained. And I was like, I felt some kind of way. I got oh, yeah? Serial. I, didn't know, yeah. I didn't, didn't know that was called. That, that. was a thing. That was a thing, yeah. It's like, uh, why? <laughs> why, I, why, why is this happening? The Cody shaped hole in your heart is screaming. Yeah, I was like, why is this happening? I'm I, 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 I I'm offended. I'm offended. Let me speak to your manager because um, you need to call that move something else. And, or actually, just stop doing it, do something else. <laughs> okay i'm just saying i'm I'm getting giving my real honest reaction to this like because it's friday night or saturday morning because i watched this saturday morning because i'm in my hotel room and i'm watching it and i'm like cross cross what (laughs) Uh, has she always done this i'm like i'm asking people i'm messaging people like what the why is this happening what the fuck why is this happening (laughs) TK, we need to talk. Yeah, I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you. I'm pretty sure she's been using it for a while. That's been her yes. finisher. But was it called the cross rain? That's what I'm like. That's what it always been called. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. Now. Yeah. I'm saying, hey, I don't like it. I ain't, I ain't huh? got to like everything. I don't like this. So <laughs> okay. I'm going to get a special pleasure out of Jay Cargill putting her foot in in Madison Reigns' <laughs> face on Wednesday. I'm just saying. All right, all right, <laughs> fine. Fair enough. But regardless,
0: we moved into the main event of Rampage, which was the Friday night street fight between the AW World Tag Team Champions Swerve in Our Glory versus Josh Woods and Tony Nese. Um It was a street fight. Gave this match a little bit more of stuff that it could do. Um, I loved uh how they had like just a pile of chairs and sort of just wanted to just backdrop tony knees onto that and uh then get his double foot stomp um and yeah i thought um keith lee grabbing uh woods uh and just like proceeding to move him out of the way of the table was great um and uh keith lee took mark sterling and threw him through the table which i thought was great um But, yeah, I mean, like, this was, I thought this was a solid, uh, main event of Rampage with, uh, some Street Fight elements to give it a little bit more leeway because, like I said, I did not care about Josh Woods and Tony Nese challenging for, I mean, going up against the tag team champions. Um, the Street Fight gave it a little bit more where I was like, all right, well, let's see what happens. Um, but yeah, hopefully I can see Swerve and Keith Lee defend, like, have a title defense that, um, has a little bit more leverage to it or a little bit more uh, levity to it. Because I would like to see them get into a big tag team feud. That would be a lot of fun.
1: Yes. Um, yeah, uh this match was very physical. Uh Woods hitting the German through the table. <clears throat> Impressive. Impressive. That was really cool, yeah. Yeah, I was like, is he dead? Because he just took a 300-and-something-pound man and... You Know you can kind of say he jabbered him, but basically, Keith Lee just landed on his head, yeah. He went through the table. I mean, I was like, Is he okay? Is I was concerned because Keith Lee is not a small guy, like, no, I, he's not. I've stood next to Keith Lee and I have felt small. Do you know how many people actually <laughs> make me do the feel that way in life? Not many, so yeah. He's <laughs> was like, he's like, uh, we pretty much weigh the same, but he is like solid muscle. <laughs> so it's just like, Oh, I could just imagine someone landing on me, landing on someone's head. Now that brick landing on someone's head, that was great. But the yeah. match we ended the only way it could, uh, you know, swerve, putting the double feet through Tony knees to get the pin. I really enjoyed this match. Get them out the way. Let's get a real challenger in there, as Keith Lee said before the match started. Yes, please. Like, I I need that very much very badly. Um, But that
0: was AEW Rampage. So we'll go really quickly into Battle of the Belts. We opened with the uh, TNT Championship between Wardlow and Jay Lethal. And this was solid. I thought this was a solid TNT Championship match. Lethal. Had a bunch of good stuff here, like trying to constantly avoid the powerbomb symphony and just doing everything in his power to get away from it and also trying to get Wardlow's left knee worked at a bunch. Um, Wardlow uh, was throwing Lethal around for a good a bit, and like I said, like he did a good job of like, um, he was like, oh, my knee, and then like played possum and then was able to get Wardlow uh, outside the ring where he could hit him with a tope suicida. Um, regardless though, as lethal, uh, got headbutted viciously after he tried to go for the lethal injection. Um, he then got powerbombed and pinned Sanjay Dutt, then goes after Wardlow after the match. Satnam Singh comes in, puts his foot onto the chest of, uh, Wardlow. Wardlow's trying to lift it up and he's got it up a little bit, but then Jay lethal gets involved and then puts him in the, uh, figure four. Wow. Satnam has his boot back on him. And, uh, Then, uh, regardless, he tries again and even tries to go for a powerbomb on Satnam Singh. Not going to happen, though. And when that ends up happening, eventually, it's going to be crazy. Um, But, yeah, no. So, Lethal gets a little bit of revenge after losing the match. And, yeah, I thought this was a good way to open up Battle of the Belts, honestly.
1: One problem with this match. Go ahead. No powerbomb symphony. That was the one little bit of a bummer. You only yeah, got no, the one. No, because it makes, it makes your challenger look weak. Every other person needs at least three. You only give him one? Come on. Jay Lethal deserved three. All right, uh, fair after enough. For his respect, he deserved three. Powerbomb yeah. him three times. Honestly, a regular Powerbomb as your finisher is kind of boring. The Powerbomb Symphony is cool. yeah. I'm just saying. It's like, give him the symphony. Maybe, hey, Jay Lethal might be cussing at me right now. Hey, dude, I only want to take one powerbomb. Like, I would like, like to just man. have it be the one. Yeah, I'm like, I'm i am almost 40. I don't want to just be like getting slammed on the ground like multiple times. But, Jay, you deserve three powerbombs. Take that as a positive or a negative, however you yes, wish. Yes, you deserve three powerbombs. And, and after the match, cool... I love them just putting his foot on Warlow's chest. And you see Warlow, like, lifting up the foot. Yep. And he's showing how powerful he is. All the Warlow maniacs are out there. <laughs> and, the foot. and then Jay Felt song very song old song. school, yes. Yes, it felt like an old school moment. And then he just puts his foot on him while Jay Lethal puts him in the figure four. I just like, man, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh are like a perfect heel group. They really are. And I really, I'm like, I'm looking forward to Satnam Singh because, you know, all this work he's doing, you can just imagine the work he's doing in, in, before shows at the training facilities to get better. It's like when you're that big, you don't got to do a lot. So You don't. I am looking forward to it because, I mean, this has to be leading toward love versus Satnam Singh. I'm thinking it might happen at All Out. And I would think, yeah. You know, yeah. And just know, Satnam Singh. Take this as take this negatively or positively. You deserve at least three power bombs. Yeah.
0: There you go. Yeah. Um we moved over to the AW Women's World Championship match between Thunder Rosa and Jamie Hayter. Um, Britt Baker and Rebel at Ringside. There is a point where fucking Jamie Hayter uh was uh I think it was Thunder Rosa who proceeded to like uh run from the uh Ropes and then like dive through the bottom rope and and middle rope and like drop kick Jamie Hader through the fucking ropes and I was like holy fucking shit that looked like it hurt like it looked like that was like nearly killed her. Um, uh, These two did a good job. I felt like Um, Britt Baker tried to interfere when the ref was turned around. Tony Storm pulled her back and then uh, hit Britt with the DDT. Thunder Rosa then proceeded to pull Jamie Hader up in a cradle, gets the win by small 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 package cradle and Jamie Hader cannot get the win. Brit retain I mean Thunder Rosa retains. Um yeah, I thought this was a really good match too. Um like I said the fucking drop kick through the floor uh, through the ropes was like oh my god. Like that looked like it fucking hurt. Um But, yeah, no, I thought there was a a lot of good stuff in this match. Jamie Hayter really looked good here. Um, I liked how uh, Britt Baker was on the outside really supporting Jamie. Um, Yeah, I thought this was a good match.
1: Very good match. Uh, Jamie is, you know, the perfect, like, hey, you got to fight this person to get to Britt kind of thing. Even though Britt is not even the champion, it just still feels like everything's a warm-up to Britt. So I just thought, and I think Jamie's just super talented, and she's super physical. I saw a lot of people online wanting her in the Blackpool Combat Club, and you know her wrestling style is it wouldn't be altogether out of place in that group. So I really did enjoy this match. I think she more than anybody wrestles a style that makes Thunder look better. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Yeah.
0: No, and um, Thunder looked really good in this match, too, I will yeah, say, too. Yeah, like, it to go off of that, yeah.
1: Yeah, it just fits. Into, like, because she's so straightforward, because she's so violent, that fits into Thunder Rosa's style. Like, it's not overly athletic. It's just coming at you first and forth. Like, some are, are matches with Serena Deeb. I mean, it makes Thunder Rosa look good. I feel like Jamie Hayter fits right into that. Very physical very stug type match it's like oh is this a fight and that's where i think when thunder excels the best
0: yeah absolutely i i will agree on that too and then we go to the main event of battle of the belts 3 the roh world championship match between claudio castagnoli and konosuke Takeshita. um i love this match i thought this was great i love how they pushed out Kanosuke Takeshita had an El Generico-esque dive onto uh, Claudio Castagnoli. They were really pushing that and how those two had a feud going into Ring of Honor and stuff like that. Loved how um, these two just really worked each other. Um, Claudio got the giant swing. Crowd went crazy for it. Um, Kanosuke Takeshita, another El Generico-esque move with the blue Thunderbomb. Bomb. And they were just ripping each other apart in this match. Like, when fucking uh, uh, Konosuke Takeshita uh, proceeds to uh, g- get out of the Ricola bomb and hit a hurricarana, and then there was a great moment where fucking he dives at Claudio, but he, like, gets him out of the air and just proceeds to, like, throw him with the... Uh, I think it was a Death Valley driver. Um And, yeah, just caught him in fucking mid-air with that. I was like, oh my god, that's nuts. Um, and then a Bomb was able to be hit, and Takeshita not able to get the win, but regardless, awesome match. Loved this match. I thought it was great. Um, this this was huge. I thought this was just really good stuff. And Kanosuke, again, outstanding. hope he gets uh, more usage, too, after this, because he looks amazing every time I see him. Um, and Claudio as ROH champion already proving dividends. Love it so much.
1: The amount uh, the has gotten over in losing, when he finally gets his winning run, uh, it's. I mean, the crowds in uh, places are gonna go crazy. Um, this was a great match again. He looks amazing in a loss. I. This is the best match in Battle of the Belts history. Battle of the Belts long history. This was the best match in Battle far none. Not even close. Uh, Cesaro, just showing what Cesaro has shown forever, what everybody has seen in him. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Takeshi, really good, you know, really good, probably one of the better wrestlers in the world too. And they go out there and they put on a classic, and it's like, oh, did they need like tables or anything? No, they put on a classic in the ring, fighting each other. It was great
0: yeah loved it so so much but that closes off Battle of the Belts and this wild week of AEW Uh, we'll real quickly give our preview for Quake by the Lake Uh, FTR will be in action your boys are coming back Uh, we're going to have a tornado tag match between the Lucha Brothers and Andrade and Roosh they're going to get the coffin match between Brody King and Darby Allen Jade Cargill and Madison Rain will be uh, uh, facing off against each other um in a women's tag match uh who was their partners no, ma'am
1: I said, I said tag that was supposed to be title title uh match. women's it's title the, match okay yeah, i was gonna say TN, what yeah TNC tnt title t- title uh, tbs title match yes or tbs sorry uh somebody's like when you see the. i did see a post that made me laugh they said when you see the tbs title what person do you think of and i'm like the one person who's champion, hold it champion yeah and then of course mox and jericho in an AEW <laughs> interim world title match Mox and Jericho 2. Yeah, 2. Mox and Jericho to the rematch. Uh, Honestly, the one thing that I got feeling on is I feel like Rooster and Andrade have to win their match. Yeah. I just think if you're trying to build them as a duo that has any power, they can't lose this match. They have to win. Yeah. And maybe they get a new member. Maybe. Because I just feel like. It's almost set up for them to introduce a new member during the match. You know what I mean? Right. No rules. Uh, I was thinking today, I was just like, you know, of course, Dragon Lee, you know, there's a lot of things you can do uh, with it. So I I definitely, I'm definitely interested to see what happens in this match. You know, it's going to be a banger. I'm predicting either that match or Darby and Brody to start the show. And I did leave one match out there because I, I don't know if it's on Rampage, or uh, Rampage, or uh, actual Quake at the Lake Dynamite, because they did announce uh, Ricky Starks versus uh, Aaron Solo, but I don't know if it's on Rampage or Dynamite. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case it's on Dynamite. And I think, of course, it's like you know Ricky Starks is gonna win that match, me. You lose Daniel Solo, you might as well just you know quit. Um, But yeah, the five matches, I am like, other than FTR in action because we don't know who they're wrestling. This is basically a pay per view on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. and it's just like, like you know, some other places have been doing really good shows, but Dynamite's the best wrestling television show in the world right now. It's not even close.
0: Yeah, yeah, yee.
1: It's just not even close. A bad episode, like a quote-unquote bad episode that I didn't like is better than what, what I would see on TV any other time of the week. That's the best way to say I'm highlighting AEW and not trying to put down anyone else. Yes. The average episode of AEW Dynamite is better than anything else on TV during the week. There you
0: go. Yeah. But... That, I think, will do it for this episode of All Things Elite. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us and getting into this show um, and and listening every single week. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this uh, podcast. Make sure you download this show on Apple or Google Podcasts. It really does mean a lot. And, of course, if you listen to us on Spotify or wherever you listen to us, give us a share with whoever you wish. It really means the world. Friends, family, coworkers, anybody you wish um you can leave a rating you can leave a review let us know how we're doing or you can follow us on twitter we are at at elite pod on twitter at social suplex for the guys that make this show possible check out all the other shows they have on their network i am at austin sumowitz s-z-u-m-o-w-i-c-z floyd is at floyd johnson jr on twitter i will say real quick a big rest in peace to olivia newton john legendary love her to pieces Um, she will be missed for sure. Um, And I will go ahead and pass it off to Floyd uh, for him to take us home on this episode of All Things Elite.
1: So this episode is releasing on August 10th. I mean, uh, so you have till noon on August 10th to order the FTR jacket. Uh, If you want to look cool like your boy Floyd, order the FTR jacket. And if you don't order the FTR jacket, and you can't look cool like me, you know what I'm saying? No, but buy FTR stuff. That's just a personal thing from Floyd that is not that is not those thoughts do not represent the whole staff at all things elite. It's just me telling you to buy FTR stuff. No, but uh I hope all of you thank you again for listening every week, putting up with me and my loudness and Austin being there to reel me in. It's been a great week. I I can honestly say I'm just feeling really good. I feel like really good. And, you know, Austin's doing his thing in his world with his job. And I just think we're both in a really good place right now. So we want to pass that energy off to all the people that listen to the show, all the fans of this show, all the people that get that donate a little bit of their time every week to listen to us talk about wrestling. We want to send you all the positive vibes, all the positive mental energy, and we're going to leave you like we always leave you. Whether it is home, work, or school, always do your best to be elite. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein,